Hello and welcome to another episode. Veronica DiPolo here. Today we're diving into client connection strategies and we're going to be unraveling the mysteries of client communication. We're not, you know, simply just scratching the surface. We're going to go deep into the degrees of client communication from styles to handling challenges and crafting relationships that actually are going to withstand the test of time. So let's get started. Hey, I'm Veronica DePolo, and with more than 15 years being a marketing strategist, are you ready for actionable bite-side episodes about business advice on marketing, branding, and messaging to take your business to the next level? If you're a service business owner, we'll show you how to attract qualified leads on social media and beyond. We'll reveal the art of showcasing your brand effectively and will uncover the best strategies to hook your audience so they keep coming for more. Say goodbye to outdated marketing strategies and embrace the power of change. Welcome to the Branding Momentum Podcast. Okay, let's start with understanding communication styles. Communication is the heartbeat of successful client relationships. So let's explore the different communication styles and how understanding them can be the key to unlocking lasting connections. So we have assertive and how to respond confidently without being overpowering. Then we have empathetic, which is building connections through understanding and compassion. And then we have collaborative, navigating joint decision-making for mutual success, right? So if a client is an assertive and direct client. The solution is to respond with clarity, matching their directness while being respectful. But if you have a client that seeks empathy and understanding, the solution is to carefully listen to them and acknowledge their emotions and respond with empathy, right? So what what happens if you have a collaborative client that values joint decision making? Well, the solution is actually try to engage in a collaborative discussion and seek their input and involve them in the decisions. Now, what you might be thinking or wondering, how do you navigate difficult clients with grace? Let's face it, you know, not every client interaction, it's smooth sailing and we're diving into the art of handling difficult clients. So it's not just about conflict resolution, it's about turning challenges into opportunities for growth, for your business growth and your relationship growth. And there are three ways to do this. You can actually try to be actively listening and trying to understand their concerns without interruption. And sometimes it's even better to be quiet. Let them speak their mind. And then you give them your point of view. Another way is if you have an empathetic response, you acknowledge their feelings and concerns in a very genuine way. And when you listen and you agree to their concerns, that wall should immediately come 
down. Your objective is to empathize with how they actually do feel, right? Now, the next one would be clear communication. Communicate the boundaries and expectations very clearly. Sometimes we're afraid to be vocal to our clients. And I know many of you listening are afraid that if you build boundaries, those clients may not understand that and may not want to work with you. So the truth is that if you do this from the moment they become your client and you explain what your boundaries are and what are your non-negotiables, the relationship and communication should be as clear as day with no confusions. Now let's look at some of the challenging situations. What happens when there are unrealistic expectations, right? The solution could be, you know, set a realistic expectation from the beginning and communicate it clearly about what's achievable, what you can actually make happen. Don't oversell what you cannot do. So if your services do not have a deadline and it's delayed, then set a structure, include those delays. The clearer it is for them, it is easier for you to deliver that service. But now what happens if the communication breaks down? There's a communication breakdown. The solution would be to address the misunderstandings as soon as they happen. Make sure that it's clear to them and find that common ground that you both agree on. Sometimes, and I'm going to say this with kindness and with love, silence is your worst enemy when it comes to client relations. If there's a misunderstanding, set the record straight right away from that moment on. Don't wait days to see that person. I suggest, you know, pick up your phone and, you know, and solve that, get that solution. And once it is solved on that phone conversation, send them an email with all the talking points. That way you have a record that what was agreed and what was solved. And they also have it for them so they actually can go back and, you know, review it in case or if they still are not sure. But there is no confusion whatsoever once you talk everything out. I know today, world, we don't like to pick up the phone and we end up doing things or we delay our responses. Now, what happens if a project is derailed? When a project starts to go off track or change without a clear plan, the solution is actually quite simple. It's like clearly define the project scopes. And to prevent, you know, the project derail, it's like having a clear roadmap for your project right from the beginning. You need to know exactly what you want to do, when you want to do it. If you're going to have any rules, you need to follow them. And setting deadlines, it is key. So a project is not derailed. So if someone tries to add things to the project that weren't part of the plan, it's important to talk to them 
very nicely about it, right? <laughs> and I would actually suggest that you make clear to them that this will delay the final project because of that or because of increasing the budget. But I would make sure that you find out why they want to add new things. I want you to try and get into their psyche and trying to understand them better and see how it might affect the project or the budget and decide together what to do. I remember I had a client years ago in the event industry and he wanted to do this amazing welcome opening for his event. And he said, I want the band and I want this and I want flowers and I, and I want all these sort of things that he wanted. And I turned around to him and I was only a junior <laughs> project manager. And I said, I'm sorry, that's impossible. We don't have the money for that. And I remember my boss, you know, kicking me under the table. I'm like, uh, I am sorry, he needs to know this. I mean, we don't have the money for that. So why would he want to have beautiful things and everything when we don't have the budget let's use our creativity and then we can deliver him whatever we can pay for that so being nice but firm as well as figuring out things together to help keep the project on track now building long-lasting relationships like Client relationships are like, you know, that fine wine that gets better with time. And let me tell you, the secrets to build long-lasting connections that go beyond transactions is about turning clients into advocates, ambassadors, partners in your business journey. And there are actually three ways that you can actually do this right now. First is more of a personalization. And remember the word that I said to you at the beginning of the year, last year, I said, personalization, it's all about 2024. And if a client, you know, prefers email over phone calls, adjust your communication method, you know, respect their preferences to ensure a comfortable and effective exchange of information and you know celebrate the important milestones in your client's business or in their personal life whether it is a work anniversary or a significant achievement or sending a personalized written message shows that you care about their success I know the struggle of having so many dreams, goals, and a bunch of papers around and only half of those things get done. Not focusing on the important stuff, which is to be a better service provider to my clients, but also to myself. That is why I made a planner for service-based business owners that want to kick ass all in one place. The planner includes 135 pages. All tabs are clickable and each section has a cover to access where you want to go easily. Not only you don't need to print this planner if you don't want to because everything is fillable. We include sections on how to know yourself and your business, yearly planning, quarterly planning, 
monthly financial planning, monthly goal setting, weekly planning, a client hub, and resource section. Go to the description here below and go to veronicadipolo.com slash shop. Otherwise, look for the banner where it has the service-based business planner ready for you to download. This is not just a purchase. This is an investment in your business success. Come and join us and grab your service-based digital planner right now. Now, the second thing that I would say is consistent communication. Regularly check in and update clients on relevant matters. And these can be, you know, regular checks-ins that you, you know, you create like a routine and you give them a call and you let them know and you communicate everything, but also make sure that you both have it on your calendars. So, you know, you have those regular check things, but then there's also a proactive updates. And these could be, you know, industry changes or things that are happening or something that you read that you think that will give them value into something you're being proactive to their well-being and also to their business as well. Another way could be to give them timely project updates, which could, you know, uh, you have to keep them in the loop and, you know, reduces that uncertainty or that uh, it also actually allows them for any necessary adjustments that they want to make along the way. So if you have a timely updated project meetings, that is something that they know, If especially if it's a long project, of course, they know that you are keeping them in the loop. Remember, silence is the death of communication, <laughs> honestly. And then the third that I would say is value-driven interactions. And this, you know, provide an ongoing value beyond the initial transaction. What I mean is like, like I said before, educational resources, you know, share articles and guides and webinars, industry things. So they understand that you are the expert in what you actually do. Put yourself in the expert and a trusted advisor that provides them all this knowledge as well. Also, you can give them exclusive insights or maybe, you know, take them to an event or it would be even more of an idea that they understand that partnership that you both have as client and employee, I guess, client and provider, service provider. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. We have three ways that you can actually actively listen, be empathetic to their responses and have a clear communication. I also shared with you what are the challenging situations when you, for example, have an unrealistic expectations, what happens if communication breaks down and if a project is being derailed. And then we talked about how you can actually improve and have a long lasting relationship with these clients and how they become your advocates, your ambassadors 
Even, let me add there, you can even provide these clients with a referral program or a percentage of sales if they refer you to other people. The sky is the limit. I just think that the best thing that we can do right now in this world is to personalize our services so that we are very different from our competitors. I hope you enjoy this episode you apply it and let us know if you enjoy this and tag us at branding momentum on instagram and let's continue the conversation there yeah okay i'll see you same time same place next week bye bye